This is producer Rachel with a warning that the pod you are about to hear contains some, as Arlo White would say, fruity language. To the pod. This is Rebecca Lowe, or Rebecca Lua, if you listen to Suboptimal Radio, and you are listening to Men in Blazers on the NBC Sports Network. It's FCO, Rod's the gift that keeps uh, on giving. I still don't know what it stands for, David. <laughs> really? Yeah, someone tweeted in. I think somebody, Brandon6023. Oh, we love Brandon6023. He's, he's, he's so much better than Brandon6022. That's controversial. He's so boring, Brandon6022. I love 6022. He's, yeah. he's, he's an acquired taste. Yeah. 6023 yeah. said it stands for follically challenged oligarchs. Yeah. As if there is such a thing. Yeah, yeah, there isn't such a thing, Rog. Oligarchs have hair weaves made out of rhodium, I imagine. Uh, live from a sold-out musical. In the formerly crap. In what used to be the crap part of Williamsburg. <laughs> in Brooklyn, New York City. On, on day 19 of what has actually turned out to not be a crap World Cup. It's the Men in Blazers Across America Road Trip podcast, Rog. The East Coast leg has begun again. Oh, it's so good to be back here in the five boroughs. And not well, just because I was been surrounded by Cossacks for the last week. But we're here in the home of Biggie Smalls. Biggie Smalls' wife, Barbara Streisand. Breaking. Tim Weir and Crystal Bloody Dunn. Oh, God, I can't wait for the real World Cup to start next summer. By the way, Brooklyn, do you know who else was born here in your borough? And I can't believe there's not a heritage plaque announcing this when you drive over the bridge. Back in the days before soccer was invented and there was only lacrosse to coach, this guy... Bruce Arena, child of Brooklyn. We weren't Come sure, on, we weren't sure that we were going to clap or a boot. Show some respect for Bruce. He's an amazing lacrosse coach. <laughs> amazing. One of the best ever. Top ten. Really good lacrosse coach. Yeah, he's up there with Yergi Love. Yeah, talking, talking about places, Rods, that Bruce Arena was sadly not. You, just back from the Men's World Cup in Mother Rossia, where you had the pleasure of staying at Moscow's mighty Bud House, one of the most historic hotels, I believe, in Moscow. <laughs> it, was a ho- it was a hotel solely made of Budweiser bottles. It was amazing. <laughs> and you were taking in Brazil versus Serbia from Spartak Stadium, Rog. Look at you there. Oh, da. As we say in Russia, da. I just want to say, right now, and we're about to release a film that we shot there, J-Dubs and I, I, ju- I just say, is that J-Dubs' mum? Yeah. Or J-Dub's fiance. it's J- one of the two. J-Dub's has got groupies. Yeah. Russell 2023, or whatever it was, or 2022. Health and happiness, gorgeous. I'd say being in Russia, it feels a bit like being in the Truman Show. Everything has just been so gussied up for propaganda purposes, you can't believe that it's actually real. I'd have loved it. You probably would have done, David. I would have loved every single inch of it. You probably would have done. It was a bit like the Hamptons. LAUGHTER 
really? Yeah. Apart, How? Apart from a bit more uh, capitalist and <laughs> cutthroat. More money. And richer people. <laughs> <laughs> Less golf. Uh, oh, yeah. Um, but my big takeaway from Russia, having been there for five days so that you don't have to go, <laughs> my big takeaway is this. Roll on World Cup 2026! <laughs> You're just 2,546 days away. But who's counting? By the way, have you thought we have a Qatar Winter World Cup in between these World Cups? FIFA, I don't know if you heard this, Rog. FIFA are putting the World Cup in Qatar yep. in 2022 in the middle of winter. Yeah. That's not even in the middle of the MLS season. <laughs> it's a big mistake. Big mistake. Big mistake. Big mistake. Okay, before your trip to World Cossack headquarters, Rog, I know I you visited. I know you visited. Well, partly because you told me backstage you were pretending to be a Cossack. I was like the most Jewish Cossack of all time. I think they saw through me. That's a big Russian reality show, most Jewish Cossack of all time. It's a, it's a big hit. Uh, Rog, we were on the West Coast leg of our MIB across America in the mighty cities of St. Louis, Seattle, Portland, and San Francisco. By the way, cities that all hate each other. Every time we'd mention the other cities in those cities, they just hate each other, Rog. While we have been hashtag we're here to spread love to visit all of those magical lands and savour their football cultures, and in your case, Rog, they're late-night snacks. Oh, barbecue. The taste of freedom and democracy. Am I right? Can't remember. No, it's just Rog now. It's just American Rog. It's the same thing. You can just drop the extra word. I am more American than Kenny Powers. He's got the... Got the best questions, but no matter where we go or how much barbecue Rod consumes, there is one thing we both always say there is no place like home, no place like New York City. It's so good to be home. We want to commemorate being live from the 718 with a photo. Producer Rachel, please come to the stage, Brooklyn, stand up, put your buds in the air. Producer Rachel's coming to take a photo. We're going to take a photo, everyone up, and when she takes a photo, everyone just shout out. Please sell the next, James Dolan. Please sell the next. We got, we got Mario Hazonia now. It's all going to be fine. If Everything's you, fine. If you shout loud enough, Roman Abramovich will buy him. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that, would be, that would be hilarious. <laughs> okay, Rog, we came here to do two things. We have a few lagers, have a few beers, and talk some football. Let's get down to it. I've got three words for you, Rog. Go on. Best, in parentheses, most unexpected, World Cup ever. Forwards. Give us a toast, Rog. Oh, I'm going to raise my first second bud of the evening. <laughs> to World Cup 2018. What a scintillating experience you've been. I mean, go home, World Cup 2018. You are drunk. Yeah. Every single game, every single bloody game has left me as a palpitating mess on the floor. Yeah, I never want it to end. 
I've never felt more alive. And here's what I want to toast. I thought about this after watching the Japan and Belgian game today. There are thousands of young boys and girls across America who are just taking this all in, all of it, who are going to be inspired to take a ball out into that street and train and begin to dream dreams of becoming the next American Kylian Mbappe <laughs> or Mallory Pugh to score the goals that will lead to the kind of glory only Harry Kane has experienced that we've all witnessed day in, day out. So I want to raise this glass. <sighs> Bud fam, blood fam. You're so right. To new beginnings. The podcast people can't tell what the fuck it is. I've always wondered... I can tell them, though, it is a bottle. Uh, I've always wondered on Twitter when you, like, like you capitalise something and someone always tweeted, why have you capitalised that? It's you. I was wondering, wondering who does it. It's you. It's good to have you here, mate. But I want to raise a glass bottle, Bud Fam, Blood Fam, to new beginnings here in America and a sense that everything, everything is possible. Cheers. I am worried, though, about the kids taking the balls out into the train. Roger, I'm worried about the train. I think that might be a little dangerous. Okay, let's dive right in, starting with a game from which we're still trying to catch our collective breaths. An absolute thriller, even in this World Cup of Thrillers, Roger. It wrapped up just a few hours before we came on stage. Belgium, three, La Belgica, three, Japan, two. One of the most fancied teams in this tournament, forced to come from two goals down in the final 40 minutes to defeat a scrappy Japan side. It took a NASA Chadley, don't encourage him. It took a NASA Chadley injury time winner with almost the last kick of the game to bring Belgica through to the quarterfinals, Rog. Holy crap, mate. I just want to be candid about the show tonight. We kind of hoped Belgium would win like 3 0, 2 0. It would be easy. We wouldn't have to talk about this game very much. It did throw us for a little bit of a late editing loop, but we shouldn't have been surprised because this is the World Cup. Oh, chaos. Chaos, chaos. <laughs> when the only logical conclusion is George R.R. R. Martin is clearly the World Cup scriptwriter, Dave. <laughs> Russia 2018 is Game of Thrones book seven. Chaos is a ladder. I mean, look at this. Belgium, 22 games unbeaten, playing Japan. They're meant, Japan are meant to be like a, a second cousin at a wedding. They're just happy to have made the guest list. They can't believe they were there. <laughs> Belgium have like rested everyone. We're going to be box fresh. We're going to destroy. But they came back so unsyncopated. England, learn. De Bruyne, Witzel, absent. Lukaku, Hazard, subpar. The off switch was on. And they were just played off the park by Japan, who were just collective tenacity, belief. Kagawa, such a monster. Closing, smothering, buzzing. There were four minutes of madness, Davo, in that second half when Japan scored twice, clinically finishing on the counter. It was like Okazaki had like shown them Leicester City's title-winning DVD. <laughs> and it wasn't a lucky lead. It was, that was what it was. They did it with courageous, positive, ambitious football. And just the two most precise shots, like to the 
to the millimetre had they not gone exactly there into postage stamp size it's origami, gaps. Yeah. Origami. origami. It was origami. I just want to show you one of the happiest moments I've ever had in my life right this second. I just want to feel that happy for five minutes in my entire life. God, it's amazing. You won the World Cup, Japan. You really did. And when they went 2-0 ahead, Japan, and we were gobsmacked, Dave out, Belgium reminded you of someone, right? Yeah, I was trying. I was constantly trying to think, what does this performance remind me of? What is it like? What is the right word to describe the performance? And the only thing I could finally come up with was Englandy. It was so Englandy. They were just like, they were timid. The ball was passing sideways. They couldn't like make that final ball. Hazard was doing his contractually obligated, not really giving a crap to show them what he can do on the wing. <laughs> Lukaku were just like spurning chances from everywhere. Belgium once had an empire too. Belgium just once had an empire too and they gave it away. Yeah. And that's what well, it felt. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, read your World War II history. The only, I was going to say, <laughs> this... This match was kind of like World War II, except the Belgians actually fought. That was the... <laughs> Read it. That's not a controversial statement. Look up King Leopold. Yeah, I was going to say, I hope King Leopold's not listening yeah. tonight. Yeah. I mean, I, I'd said earlier in this tournament, Belgium looked like a club football team. They played so much football together. But the one thing I was worried about watching this side was that they'd gone undefeated in qualifying. They blasted 43 goals, conceded just six, then turned up at the World Cup, strolled through three games, winning by combined nine goals to two. And they'd never had to face adversity. They'd never been punched in the mouth. How would yeah. they react when they were first punched in the mouth? And really, that's what we saw in this second well, half. Another David. great Brooklyn native, Rog, Mike Tyson, is you don't really know who you are until you've been punched in the mouth. It's so true. And then we knew. They look, they're all so good-looking. The Belgians look so good. They're like a Benetton ad of a team. They're, they're coached by a Benetton ad of a human being. Like, no one a is Bill. built to look more like a football manager than Roberto Martinez. Yeah, but it doesn't who, matter what he says. He but, just looks like a football manager. But who, who amongst us here tonight had the Vertonghen Fellaini parlay? <laughs> Be honest. I mean, Vertonghen with the rarely seen-headed Chasse. Yeah. And then Fellaini wheeling away in celebration. Yeah. Look at that, the angry sunflower. <laughs> when I saw that photograph, and I'm sure it was the same for you, when I see football, I think about great works of literature all the time. My brain just synapses like Slumdog Millionaire. And when I saw this, I thought of the work of the great English Welsh writer, actually, incredible Welsh writer. You may have heard of her, Bonnie Tyler. <laughs> Look at that photo. I'll read you one of her poems. Uh -huh. I need a hero. I'm holding out for a hero till the end of the night. Yeah. He's got to be strong. Yeah. He's got to be fast. And he's got to be pretty shite. 2-2. Two -two. To be fair, though, he's not that fast. <laughs> Although it was a game. There was not a single... I'm not sure I saw a single Fellaini horrendous dirty foul in this entire game. It was, it was an outlier for Fellaini. He did not simply, you know, maliciously bring a man to the ground. Science. Messi, gone. Yeah. Ronaldo, gone. There's only one goat. How do you say goat in Walloon or Flemish? <laughs> it just became a... <laughs> goat. 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 My goat. 
Have you seen my hut? <laughs> That's how you say dirt kite. <laughs> dirt kite. That is goat, actually. Dirt kite is goat <laughs> in Flemish. <laughs> the game just became hammer and tongs, or nunchakers and Belgian beer bottles. Yeah. And I'll just say, if your nipples were not tingling while you were taking this game in, then you need to check your pulse. And I want to credit Japan for a second for that nipple tingling. Because Japan neither tried to kill the game off, nope. nor did they run the ball into the corners, nope. nor did they just flop on the floor in agony for minutes at a time, Neymar <laughs> style. And by the way, the lesson our children will take from it is you should wriggle on the floor like yeah, Neymar, kill the clock. I mean, it was but a they actually, they actually won a corner. They won a corner in the final minute in of the injury time. In the 94th minute. In the final minute of injury time. Let's look at it. Yeah. Honda. Et Courtois qui capte ce ballon. Et là, il y a possibilité en reconversion avec De Bruyne. Allez, vas-y, Kevin, va au bout. Il y a une occasion exceptionnelle pour Andrés Meunier. Voilà la passe. Ils vont le faire. Ça va être le but. Meunier pour Lukaku. Il va le faire. Je l'ai dit, bordel. Je l'ai dit. Je l'ai dit. Gale pour la Belgique. That's Belgian Ian Dark commentating. He's saying in Belgian, go, 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 USA! You can't write a script like this, Landon that, Donovan! That honestly sounded like the Klingon commentary on that. <laughs> Bad news, guys. <laughs> yeah. Say it gently, say it gently, Rog. Yeah we'll, yeah. yeah, we'll be defending it in 2026. But, yeah. but look at that. It was their Algeria Landon Donovan goal moment for the Walloon and the Flemish, the goalkeeper to goal scorer, end to end, a moment of just syncopated human decision making, of collective wonder, of art. KDB charging through the midfield as if he was rollerblading. In that Belgian commentary, he says, Run, Kevin, run. Very objective. <laughs> and then the other commentator cuts in and goes, to the right, to the right. He does, adwa, adwa. He makes the right decision, KDB. Pushes it out to the right. The ball comes into the box. And Lukaku, Davo's got some thoughts on Lukaku in a second. Lukaku has just trained his whole life to score goals. That's all he knows, scoring goals. It's what I do. Strikers are selfish. Shoot, play the hero. But here, Lukaku gave himself up. He delivered the greatest Flemish dummy of all time, or the greatest Walloon dummy. Selfishly left Chadley with a tap in. To me, I looked at it, I will be honest, a little bit of pee pee came out when I watched that goal. I'm not too proud to tell you, it was a goal of wonder. You've got a different take. Well, let's think of Lukaku's game up to that point. He'd missed, he'd missed a header from three yards. He'd hit six other shots right into the goalkeeper. That's David Moyes' training all of I this. don't think he... He may have trained all of his life so to be a goal scorer. But I think the lesson he was taking out of this game is like, I'm going to miss it. I'm going to miss it or I'm going to hit it right at the goalie and he just left it. Oh, whatever it was, whether it was a lack of confidence or just a sublime moment of like literally a beautiful mind. I scream like a child 
when that goal went in. And I just realized the magic of the World Cup is that it creates an incredible illusion, an incredible illusion. It makes you think when you watch a game for 90 minutes, it makes you think the world's going to be okay, <laughs> which it's not. <laughs> but it just feels like it is when you watch these games. I want to raise my bud. How, how does Belgium winning a World Cup game make you think that the world's going to be okay? Mate, I'm on the end. I'm falling off a cliff. I'm holding on for dear life. I'm looking for any sign the world's going to be okay right oh, yeah. now. It's, it's going to have nothing to do with Belgium, I can tell you that. <laughs> King Leopold, if you are listening, help us out, bro. Japan. Yeah. Raise my bud. Yes, Japan. Mighty Japan. You can truly depart with honour. Oh. They were simply fantastic. They specialise in losing with honour. They're brilliant. It's like part of the national characteristic. They do. They love honour. They love honour. They love it. They love honour in the face. <laughs> I just say, football is a cruel lover. Yeah. I mean, look at this, Jim. By the way, I looked at this and I thought, as an Everton fan, I feel your pain. <laughs> That's why I say, Japan, I know you're listening. Thank you, <laughs> Japan. Yeah. Thank you, football. You make us feel alive. I never feel more alive than during a World Cup. I mean, it's simply, simply the greatest single sporting event in the entire world. <sighs> the other classic today, Davo, CONCACAF yeah. Thunder, or the smiting of CONCACAF, Mexico-Brazil. Oh. I'll tell you, on Telemundo, this was, this was an event. It was close. Brazil kept it close. On Telemundo, Brazil kept it close, didn't they? I'll tell you, there were sound effects for every player on the field. Every time Neymar got the ball, it was like, rap, 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 rap. <laughs> there were like sound effects. There was da 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 da, -da. And Lots of playing of the chicken song. I didn't understand that. That was for Rafael Marquez. He's Whoa. hilarious. Whoa, what a t Mexico came out though, Rog. I think they came out. They did a come game out. designed for color television. That Mexican strip versus the Brazil strip. Few games have ever looked better in 4K. That's a little ad for my parent company, Sony. But they've never, <laughs> rarely, nothing. 4K was made for this game, Rog. It was, and unfortunately, Mexico were not. And I want to say, I felt for my Mexican friends. I really did. Their hopes and dreams. I mean, they had lived through one of the cruelest experiences in sports. Six straight round of 16 exits. I mean, that... Whatever you feel about Mexico as a rival of our beloved America, that is an excruciating cross to bear. I mean, it's as if the curse of the Bambino, the curse of Kane, and the Hope Diamond just combined to spawn a bastard World Cup footballing offspring. And it felt like that for the off, because Mexico, Juan Carlos Osorio, our next manager, so let's give him a clap just in case. <laughs> Sorry, Juan Carlos Osorio! Hedge your bets. May happen, may not. Doesn't know a lot about lacrosse. He doesn't know a lot no. about lacrosse. They, in the interview with US yeah. Soccer, that'll probably that, be a strike against, against him. him. Yeah. Um, but he bred this mental, incredible tenacity into this team that they could attack and go toe-to-toe -to -toe with the great Brazilian powerhouse with no fear. I mean, from the beginning, they pressed, they charged, they cut off the passing lanes, they charged down the flanks. Vela, Everton's Chucky Lozano. <laughs> I mean, you do. 
That's his name. It's his real name. Yeah. You compare, and this is no disrespect, but it was what went through my mind. You compare how they, Mexico, charged into Brazil in that first 20 minutes with how the US charged into the Belgium game in 2014. I mean, it was remarkable. On Telemundo, it must have felt like the end of days, the first 25 minutes. It's tough to know because that was intercut with a lot of highlights from the Benny Hill show or what seemed to be the <laughs> Benny Hill show. It was tough to know what was going on. The commentary was so breathless, I literally had to turn the volume off for the first time because you literally, it's almost like you couldn't see the picture because the voices were so loud. Oh, it didn't feel like you were running a marathon and your nipples Pretty were chafing. Pretty much. It was, it was just a lot too of much. chafing. And then around the 25-minute mark, Neymar, Gabriel Jesus... And Coutinho, they had a little conversation where they looked at each other and they were just like, holy crap, hang on a minute, we're Neymar, Gabriel Jesus and Coutinho. We can do this. And as soon as Brazil realised they were Brazil, it had to be advantage to, to, to that. I mean, head-to-head -head against Mexico, they were a weight class above, uh, above the Mexicans. Yeah, and Mexico had run their little legs off. Roger, in 92-degree heat. In 92-degree heat. This is the Brazilians specialise in, really, in winning World Cup knockout matches in withering heat, having teams come at them, run onto You've them. You've seen it before. I've seen it before. Shizuoka, 2002. They, they just wait for teams to come, and then they watch them wilt Who did in they the beat heat. in 2002? Inglaterra. I feel better about saying that. Now I can say it in Spanish. It's not like saying England. England for those of you who don't speak Spanish, it means crap Mexico. It means yeah. England. <laughs> Slower Mexico. And once they came out in that second half, and really Neymar realised, Neymar in that second half, he had a, a, just an incredible realisation. Holy crap, I can actually pass the ball. <laughs> and once he passed it and passed it to William, William just slopped in a stunning ball. Barcelona's William. Yeah. Funny enough, this is what fascinated me about that cross. Jesus, Gabriel Jesus, was first in line. His foot missed it by about that much. If the ball had gone in, it just would have been a boring old Gabriel Jesus goal. No biggie. But it passed him. And who was behind him? It was Neymar, the god of Brazilian football. And it was just like a backbreaker. Once it was Neymar, it was just narrative changing because it was Neymar. Paulinho put Neymar on his back. Lifted him into the air like a Brazilian bar mitzvah boy. <laughs> Today, Neymar, you are a man. A cheating, rolling on the floor man. Can we just clear up the cheating, rolling on the floor stuff? Because Americans, American sports fans who are just tuning into the World Cup, no one has made them hate soccer more than the guy on top of the other guy's shoulders. How do you, what, what, you understand, you understand men, they, I don't understand I men, don't, you understand that's, men. No, I understand men, I don't understand that. That is just a, and I don't understand if VAR, VAR, should, honestly, that's what he should be taken out for. That is simulation, as far as I'm concerned. Thank you. That's what VAR should be taking him. He's trying to get an opponent sent off, trying to get him red carded. That is simulation. VAR should come into, VAR should actually just get up itself, start walking like a robot across the field. <laughs> VAR should just take him out right at that point, brap, and like done. Exterminate! <laughs> exterminate! Exterminate! Oh. Yeah. I, I'd I, love I, to see, that'll be, that could be in Qatar in 2022. <laughs> <laughs> exterminate! Brap! Mark Geiger in the Dalek. <laughs> um, I've got a different take. I like yours yeah. better. Yeah. To me, the only rational explanation I can have is that Neymar is actually very brave. Okay. And his skin cells 
Yeah, okay. They go just with it. feel pain. Yeah. More than other mortals. And they also experience gravity more than us. Kind and they of have an people. aura where yeah. his skin cells project out from his body so yes. contact can happen four feet away. And I, I, just, I just admire how, after losing so many limbs... Yeah. Like, Five. Like a bazillion version <laughs> of the Monty Python knight. Yeah. It's just a flesh wound. He just carries on. So I want to tell your friends who are soccer curious but are not loving Neymar that the guy is literally... He's giving it all for Brazil. <laughs> All five of his limbs, yeah. All right, he's a rolling on the floor, cheating, rolling on the floor, man. Mexico, though, they kept charging. 92 degrees, 41% humidity in Samora. I'm just reading my text from Juan Carlos Osorio. <laughs> USA coach. They didn't really have the edge in the final third to hurt Brazil. Bobby Chompers finished them off. We're very... A lot of Liverpool fans here tonight. This was crazy, Liverpool fans. I mean, this was so risky, so risky that in a World Cup game, he would actually look at the goal while shooting. <laughs> you don't see that very often. And that was that. It was a stroll for Brazil. Neymar didn't even shed a single tear at the final whistle, which was probably quite humiliating for, for Mexico. Brazil, though, a mix of pace, yeah. clinicality, yeah. skill, steel, look better and better with each game. Yeah. It's how you win a World Cup, right, David? Yeah, and dark arts, Rog. Dark arts. They're, like, laden with dark arts. And horrors. Paulinho yeah. showed a lot of horrors. I was wondering what you were saying there. Um, <laughs> yeah, no. And horror, that's, horror is... They've got the, they are the horror favorites. Horror Portuguese for faithful wife. <laughs> they, are, they are the favourites to win this World Cup now by a mile. They by are. a mile. It's how you win a World Cup. Italy 82. You play slightly dodgily in the, in the group games and you find your form in the, the knockout round. 2006, they did the same thing, Rob. Yeah, and also, uh, I mean, France, that's how you do it, Dave. Brazil Absolutely. are looking deadly. For Mexico, let us toast them with a fresh Budweiser. A generation of heroes will be gone. 20,000 uh, and 22. Chicharito, Moreno, yep. Leun. Ochoa, they've all lived an astonishing run, a seventh straight round of 16 exit. You couldn't even try and do that if you wanted to be candid. <laughs> round of 16 is Mexico Super Bowl, and they are the Buffalo Bills. Yeah. Are there any Arsenal fans here tonight? Because I bet even you guys like respect Mexico for how many round of 16s they've been eliminated in. Even if you're like, bro. So this image is the last memory that I have of their die-hard faithful from this World Cup. <laughs> He's your greatest ever World Cup player. But he really ruined it with that ad campaign. <laughs> Dad, you're embarrassing me. <laughs> okay, Rog. Now to one of the biggest upsets in World Cup history. Yesterday, in Moscow, mighty footballing empire Spain, Rog, the disciples of Tiki Taka, a team that not long ago won three major tournaments on the bounce. They fell to 70th in the world ranked Russia, a team that have been miserable for the last few years How coming this into happen? this tournament. After an uninspiring... <laughs> 120 minutes of football. Oh, it's nice to have Snapchat in the house tonight. Yeah. 
featuring a <laughs> Russian own goal, an Artem Juba penalty, and what must have been some bum-tightening decisions for a referee in Russia. <laughs> it ended 1-1. The hosts proceeded to put on a penalty clinic, Rog. Maybe some penalty-enhancing drugs? <laughs> Drugsies! P that's what PED stands for. Uh, pumping every kick, they took past the suddenly impotent David De Gea to banish España. Oh, what a shot result. It really was. I mean, it was a tough game to watch because like, on one hand, you're balancing Russia, rogue state, geopolitical wrestling heel, sporting doper against Sergio Ramos. <laughs> so it was... It was, a, it, was, it was hard for a neutral to know who to support. Yeah. I mean, it was a shot result. It was a crap game. I mean, it was a, a grueling human experience. Traded goals in the first half. Spain then tried to just 2010 it and shut the game down. But they lacked the experience, the skill, the confidence of their past teams. Came back to haunt them. Russia, 272 passes. Spain, 1,091. <laughs> Yet they barely, <laughs> they just shuttled it side to side, David. You always say about Spain because you hate the I'd way they play. I'd they would win the World Cup if the goals were at the side of the pitch. That's what <laughs> I always think. Very, very good at passing the ball. Ba, 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 Here's what ba, I think confused Spain. I'm seeing a new Netflix television show that David, yeah. Quizgate. Goals on the side of the pitch, football. Yeah. By the way, Americans, if there was just, if you got rid of football and just did the penalty shootouts, you not think football would be bigger than the NFL in the United States? <laughs> Massive. It's the greatest format in all sports, the penalty shootout. Also like, by the way, I'd also like to have a tournament that's just international anthem singing. Just the best <laughs> anthem singers. Japan, you'd win that one. Every time. Can we hear it for Japan again, those poor motherfuckers? Here's what I think confused Spain, because I've thought about this a lot. Are you ready? Yeah. And I'm not suggesting the Russians were doping. <laughs> <laughs> but here's it. When you watch Spain and you interview their opponents, when they play, they pass that ball around, paper-cut opponents to death. You talk to their opponents, they say it is mentally and physically shattering just chasing that ball for long periods. So put it this way, huge credit to Russia, who barely seemed to be shaken out of their Ivan Drago stance the whole game. Soon I defeat real champion. And I'm not saying they were doping. <laughs> but the game became a tall bore. To be honest, here's a photo of my match highlight. Here's what I love about this photo. Do you know who those people are? It's the Russian side of Sam Allardyce's... Uh, it's the Allardyceovs. But, but, Rog, I've got to say, if the Russians were doping, which I'm not for a second suggesting that you're suggesting, those are some pretty amazing drugs that those Russian chemists are coming out up with, that they can have them have the energy to play against that tiki-taka, tiki-taka, tiki-taka for the entire 120 minutes plus injury time. Yep. Plus, 
have them be insanely good at taking penalties. Do you know what the name of the That's drug is? That's a cocktail. What is it? Herbalife. <laughs> <laughs> then why don't the LA Galaxy win MLS every year, Rog? They're just trying to throw people off the scent. Oh. Um, by the way, the highlight of extra time, which no one wanted, people wanted extra time of this crap game, like you want a free second burger at IHOP. <laughs> was PK feeling that he should have got a penalty? And, and then the decision went to VAR, a VAR system that was for this game and this game only plugged directly into the Kremlin. Oh, Spain thought they were going to get a late decision in this game via VAR. I mean, God, I mean, if you're the referee and you're getting that crap in your ear, like two, two Spanish people were flattened in the area and you're getting this from your VAR and you're like, have to balance the decision of, do I make the right ethical decision here? Or do I want to be able to touch car door handles with confidence for the rest of my life? I like tea. Do I want to keep drinking it in public places? <laughs> yes, yeah. Niet. Not a penalty. <laughs> I thought, I thought, I thought the VAR official was from Ghana. <laughs> <laughs> and then, and then he goes, not a penalty. And then he goes, no collusion, no collusion, no collusion. <laughs> And then once it went to penalties, I'm going to ask you, because we've not talked about this. Did you ever doubt for a minute who in Moscow would win the penalties? For a second. Well, I did, because maybe I'm an idiot, but I watched it like everybody else who was watching that, spellbound, because for a moment I temporarily suspended disbelief, and I believed that it was that anybody could have won that. Here's what I thought, David. Yeah. If Russia, and they knew this, all the players on the field, they all said to each other, because I can lip read and read rudimentary Russian after my week trying to like <laughs> escape with my life. They all said to each other, God, if we can escape penalties for invading Ukraine. <laughs> Hot take. Hot take. This is just a silly football game. Of course we're going to escape penalties. Rog, what's the red dot on your forehead right now that's moving, <laughs> that's moving around like it's a laser pointed at... Come at me, bro. I've got to tell you, yeah. way, I was terrified. With a sniper rifle. No, genuinely terrified. I kept taking, for your benefit, America, very funny photos with J-dubs in Russia of, like... And we were going to show them at the start of this as well, of, like, Russian people... In, when you're in Moscow, like, every single child's playground, nice, happy scene... Is just full of angry Russians treating it like they are working out for the UFC fight of their life. Like topless men just work pumping it on jungle gyms for children. And I, I kept taking photos of them and then having to run really quickly away. And I kept wanting to post them, but then I realized everyone knew I was at the Bud Hotel. Um, and then I thought I could post them when I got back to America, but everyone knows kind of like where I am in the crap part of Soho. These photos are never going to see their life. And so if there is a red sniper's rifle on my head, I mean, it's, uh, it's not that funny, actually. <laughs> um, just, just know, I love my wife. I love football. And I love all of you, apart from that guy that shouts out at my capitalization on my Twitter feed. <laughs> but I've got to credit Akin Fayev, a goalkeeper who has been irredeemably crap throughout his career. I mean, J.R. Smith, bad. 
True vindication, redemption, saving twice in this game. I mean, for Spain, it really was. It, this result for them was a bit like reliving the US election results. I think for the Russians, it was probably a bit like reliving Putin's election, like the result was never in doubt. And the last sight of the day was this. Karma, if you're listening, Karma, you do exist. It's Sergio Ramos, if you're listening on the podcast. Mo Salah, Mo Salah, running down the wing. I mean, it, this to me, this Ramos with his head in his hands after missing that final penalty, keeling over in agony. This photo is, is entitled, and thus begins the curse of Mo Salah. Um, and may it last for centuries. By the way, if only I could bottle and sell those tears. Until you see the photos on Instagram today of Sergio Ramos on his yacht in the Mediterranean with his beautiful wife and his beautiful mates just throwing his money around. Anyway, there he, you go. He's, in, he's hurting on the inside. He is. He Talking is about hurting Roger. on the inside, let's do yes, Lionel Messi and Ronaldo. That Russia will play next round, Rog. Croatia, they also advanced via penalties, maybe less drugs involved. Also, after a third fest of a football game against Denmark. Enough about penalties, Rog. Let's hop in the George Michael sports machine for Chikau and go all the way back to Saturday, a day on which it felt like the sun began to set on two of the greatest footballers of this or any generation. Meanwhile, it felt like a new dawn or a 19-year-old who, at least for 90 minutes, looked like an heir apparent to their thrones. Let's start with France-Argentina. Story of this game, Kylian Mbappe, whose lightning speed and pair of goals ensured France's safe passage to the quarterfinals. Oh, the game that proved the truth that soccer is a collective game rather than a game of individuals where the NBA big names win big games. I mean, Argentina, a team whose mental state was best described as girl interrupted. <laughs> and once France realized we can do this, they did this. I mean, Argentina actually held a 2-1 lead in this game. And then this happened to Telemundo. Esta no, no fue de Armani. Pelota larga. Para que venga el centro de Pavar, viene el remate, gol, gol. Have you ever seen a goal like that, David? The kind of spin that only oh, you've really only ever Joykovic seen a spin like that put on a ball during a horrendous miskick. That, that's the kind of spin on a ball, the kind of contact which ends up on the corner flag and on the wrong side of a corner flag for a throw-in. No one has ever intentionally scored a goal with that kind of spin on a football. And when that ball went in, I just realised that we had all shared in the finest moment of 22-year-old Benjamin Pavard's life. I mean, even if he becomes the first man to walk on Mars or he cures cancer... Or he writes epic poems of like Homer and Virgil level brilliance. Nothing will compare to that. I mean, that decision, that foot shape, that strike, that spin, that placement, that was a work of genius. It was like a frisbee, Rog. That, wasn't, it, that ball did not behave like a football, it behaved like a frisbee. And I, and I was expecting a dog to jump up in the air and catch <laughs> it in its mouth, it was spinning so much. Oh, and then we got to raise a glass to Kylian Mbappe. 
who killed off the game. Come off the hour, come off Lotom. Oh, that second French move. Six players, eight touches, goalkeeper to goal. What a way to announce yourself as the peak of like world football up there with the Messis, the Ronaldos, the Griezmanns, the Salas, the Tosins. <laughs> what a player he is, right, David? No, he's a fantastic... He's no Fellaini, he's no Fellaini. Don't bullshit me, he's no Fellaini. Yeah. Fantastic footballer, France announced himself in the world stage against, you know, many people's favourite team to win this tournament, against who many people believe is the best player in the world, and he ended him, Rog, he ended him. With all of us watching. I mean, here's what's amazing. Kylian Mbappe is just 19. No, 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 19. When I was 19, I cared about beer, mixtapes, and football. When Kylian Mbappe was 19, he single-handedly torched Argentina with the whole planet watching. I mean, by the way, in that first goal where he got the penalty, he probably, in that 80-yard run, he probably experienced more adrenaline in those, like, 12 seconds than I have experienced in my entire life. <laughs> there are photos I love of Mbappe as a child in his bedroom. Where, this is how young he is. His childhood hero was bloody Ronaldo. <laughs> That's how young he is. It's like me saying, my childhood hero is Cardi B. <laughs> I mean, when you look at that, what do you think? It's amazing. Yeah, it's lovely. It's as, if, it's as if Mbappe somehow managed to climb inside Ronaldo's own mind. That's what that room is. That's what the inside of Ronaldo's... <laughs> the inside of Ronaldo's mind is just posters of Ronaldo. The only reason, the only reason we know that's not actually Ronaldo's own mind is that Ronaldo's got his top on in almost all of those photos. <laughs> and his pants. What, what was it like for you watching poor Messi, David, in this one? It was just so many bizarre, so many bizarre things were going on. Messi's not been himself in this tournament, but he's sort of been himself rog. if you've watched... A bit rog. It was a bit <laughs> rog. But it's sort of if you've watched Argentina play football through the qualifying, if you've watched them play their warm-up games, if you've watched them where they are, this has been, except for that last game of qualifying, this has been what... What Messi's been like? We've gone to we're in three hands now. So, um, so it's familiar. I think the more remarkable thing to me was watching. It just felt like some of the ghost of Messi came out and went into Pogba, who actually looked like he gave a crap in this game. It was must have been very difficult for Manchester United fans. They didn't even recognise yeah. the player. Who they are were, you? I don't even know you anymore. Who is this? Messi departs, six goals in four World Cups, none in knockout rounds, one final, two quarters, one round 16. Never won a senior title with Argentina to this date. I will say this, though. Never take it for granted that you watch Messi play for Barcelona or Argentina. To me, watching him in this game, it was a reminder, and I'm sure it was for you as well, a reminder of the Dostoyevsky quote. The pain and suffering are inevitable for persons of broad awareness and depth of heart and that the truly great are always bound to feel a great sense of sadness during their time on earth. A bit like this. <laughs> it's impossible to separate Messi and Ronaldo though, isn't it, Davo? Particularly when they're both eliminated on the same day. Do you think there's a possibility that if Ray Hudson was commentating on the World Cup, that Argentina would have won it. 
Um, he might only be that good when he's got the soundtrack of Ray Hudson on top of it. I honestly think, I honestly think, and I've looked, I, I subscribe to the, does anyone else subscribe to the Scientific American magazine? <laughs> I honestly think Lionel Messi's only good when he has Ray Hudson telling him what to do. <laughs> and what Ray Hudson tells him to do is, make me climax an orgasm now, Lionel. <laughs> Okay, Rog, we got it. Okay, the team that France Dad. will face in the quarterfinals, Rog, Uruguay, they saw off Ronaldo and Portugal 2-1 behind goals from that pugnacious strike partnership of Edison, Canvani, and Lulu, 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 Luis Suarez, Rog. Oh, for all the buzz about Ronaldo, and there was a lot of it, and his perfectly pert peekaboo nip-nips, the game was actually defined by Portugal's bat line. Average age... Assisted living facility. <laughs> Pepe and Jose Font lining up against the greatest teeth in the game, Luis Suarez. Which is saying something. Yeah. Because there's Bobby Firmino to yeah. beat. Yeah, Bobby Firmino. I love Bobby Firmino, but I've got to tell you, he's got some way to go before he can call himself the greatest teeth in the game. And the sharpest cheekbones in the game, Edison Cavani. That man looks like Tommy Wiseau's Younger, more athletically gifted brother. You're tearing me apart, Luis! That first Uruguayan goal, in all seriousness, not only Cavani's lofted pass, but then Suarez's return pinpoint for Cavani to cheek into the goal. The longest give-and-go of all time. But that was a moment of wonder forged by two men. This is amazing to me. They were born within three weeks of each other in Salto, Population 100,000 now, 80,000 when they were born. And what we were watching was just two kids from the same hood dazzling together on the world's greatest stage. It was truly amazing. And I do, I love Uruguay. I love Uruguay. You do? I do. I love them. La Guerra Chihuahua. That's terribly pronounced. I'm sorry. Who's, what was that? I don't know. It was okay. awful. I'm sorry. I'm, I'm never more English than when I speak foreign languages. I gotta tell you, when I speak Hebrew, everyone's like, are you from Liverpool? <laughs> <laughs> it's, it means warrior spirit, or what it really says in Spanish, it means warrior spirit. And that population, 3.4 million, less than the state of Connecticut, Uruguay would be the 30th biggest state in America. Oh, they are, I, I mean, who would want to play that team in this World Cup, David? No, Uruguay, phenomenal. Twice the World Cup winners. This could be a third time, their only time in the modern era, Roger. Uruguay, a team that not many people are talking about in this World Cup. Not many people were talking about before this World Cup. But they look very dangerous. They do. And Diego Godin, you are the man I wish I was. But can we, can we eulogise can we eulogize Cristiano Ronaldo as he crashes out of World Cup 2018? Yeah. What do you say for him, David? Good player. Good, Good player. useful footballer. I think, he could, I think he could make the Palace first team after a while on the bench, watch some of those other players, see how they're doing, it learn could, some things. It could be a Wilfred Zaha replacement. Yeah, or Andros. He could come in and spot a few minutes for Townsend. <laughs> Here's what I think. Scored four times in this World Cup. Even more impressively, he forced the entire world to stare at his crotch. 
and his thighs. Guns out. Sun's out. Portugal's out. I mean, other things he did this World Cup, he tried to grow a scraggly beard. Didn't work. Why doesn't he just have his shorts made in that shape? Why not just have them cut in a very, I believe they call that a bias cut, a very progressive cut, rather than having to go to all that trouble of tucking it. Don't know where he's tucking it, Rog, but he's tucking it somewhere. Anyway, one of my questions. Americans why, ask the best question. Why wear sh Americans? <laughs> Not me. Oh. They do. Americans ask the best. They ask question. the best questions. Best questions. Oh. Um, Drake. It's like having someone sign the whole show, <laughs> but in words. <laughs> um, he had dream. Drake, name check him in a song. Way this shit set up. I live like Ronaldo, but I've never been to Madrid. In that whole experience, growing the crappy beard, doing the crotch thing, the Drake thing, that's my whole bucket list, and he achieved all of it. I will say, Portugal fans, are there any Portugal fans here tonight? <laughs> I was trying to, I've got a line in here to validate you. I was going to say... You'll always have Euro 2016. Um, <laughs> all right, Ronaldo and Messi crash out. Neither scored a knockout round goal in their career, like me and Davey. But by the way, pretty much the entire Spurs starting 11 march on in this World Cup. Boom. Here's the crazy news that Davo loves. Ah, oh, this is amazing. Rog, listen to this. One of Russia, Croatia, Sweden, Switzerland. England or Colombia is going to the World Cup final. One of those six teams. Okay, I'm going to give you a clue. So r right now, Putin has got a border with these teams on there. Yeah. Croatia, Sweden, Switzerland, not England, England not England. Colombia. Colombia or a country called Russia might go to the World Cup final. Yeah. Which might it be, Dave? If you were a betting man, what would you put your money on? Russia. <laughs> I know. By the way, just to recap, FIFA, it's a very, it's a great, they gave us 2026. They're, they're a lot better than I actually have talked about them for the last 10 years. Yeah. But 1930... It's okay if Russia win this World Cup yeah. and Qatar win the next one. Yeah. It's fine. It's fine. It's, too... it's a good no, sign. It's no, a good omen. No, 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 no. We're going to win it in 2022 because we've got to defend it in 26. Yeah. The good omen is that they love dictatorships, which we're going to be by 2026. <laughs> We'll be in Trump's fourth term. Is fourth it third or fourth? Third or fourth? Third or fourth. Who knows? Yeah. It's all just a They won't bath. be called terms anymore. <laughs> and Italy, 1934. FIFA was like, okay, Mussolini, yeah, you're a fascist dictator, but I think you'll be very good at hosting the World Cup. Italy were the winners. 1978, the military hunter take over Argentina. FIFA are like, oh, we love perfect for us. They're perfect. Yeah, it's good. It's exactly what we're looking for in our World Cup. The values of who wins that World Cup, David? Argentina. Right now, the World Cup is in the hands. Despite all the journalists who are like, this is a great place. It's amazing. The, even the bears are really nice to us <laughs> when they're driving cars down the street, firing off Kalashnikovs. <laughs> um, I've got to just say, I would not bet against Russia, Dave. But I will say this. 
World Cup 2018 scriptwriters, George R.R. R. Martin. No Messi, no Ronaldo, no Germany, no Spain. This World Cup would be like GFOP David Simon deciding to kill off Omar in season two of The Wire <laughs> instead of season five. I mean, to me, it would feel thrilling at the time, but what does it do for the larger narrative? But I've got to say, my underpants tell a completely different story, and I raise my Budweiser to you tonight, David. To yeah. World Cup 2018. Yeah. Okay, Rog. By the way, quick one. When yeah. Japan were winning 2-0, I've got to tell you this, this is a bit embarrassing, and David laughed at me. When Japan were beating Belgium 2-0, I just wrote in my game notes, holy shit, if America had qualified, we could win this thing. Americans have the best questions, Roger. <laughs> okay, Roger, this World Cup has been a bit of an emotionally manipulative piece of work from the scriptwriters. Let's try and set feelings aside for a second. Step back to get some statistical analysis. We love stats. We're going to do so while reveling in Men in Blazers nostalgia for our panic room in Rio. I think you know where we're going here, people. Paul, car, blows, blows your, your mind. mind. I said, said a Paul, car, blows, blows your mind. mind. What? Said Paul, Carr blows your mind. Said Paul, Carr blows your mind. Everybody's forgotten, Rog. This is Paul Carr. He used to blow our mind in Brazil. It's a bit of nostalgia. It's a bit of thrill, Paul, because Japan beat Belgium almost. And uh, we didn't think that we'd have to talk about that game, and we're now like an hour and a half over in our show. Yeah. Yeah. We're going to give you one shot to blow Davo's mind. Yeah, Paul, we should say Paul, for those who don't remember, Paul used to be the head, I think you were, you were the chairman of stats at ESPN, was your official yes, title. Yes, yes, that's it. And uh, the World Cup in Russia, every day, Paul Carr would come into our panic room and give us one stat that blew our minds. He so was the today, first person to take us seriously. Yeah, some of his best friends are numbers. That was always your line, Rod. Uh, so... <laughs> Paul, we need one singular stat. Slay us with just one. The best that you've got that proves that this World Cup is the most bonkers in history. Paul Carr, blow our mind. All right. So we love World Cups because they bring up the great names of the past, the great moments of the past at the World Cup. Debatable, but yeah, I'll go with you. I love World Cups for that reason. Okay. Kylian Mbappe scored against Argentina. Yeah. 19 years old. Yeah. Fourth youngest player to score in a World Cup knockout game. The three that are younger. The youngest, some guy named Pelé. Yeah. 1958, had six goals in the knockout round. Hat trick in the semifinals. Never heard from again. <laughs> yeah. Second youngest. Where is, anyway, where is he not, now? It's not true. If you, anyone's watched Subway commercials, he's amazing. <laughs> he's, he's like Brazilian Jared. Oh, no, you can't say that. <laughs> Rog, you can't say that. You can't say that. You can't. <laughs> okay. Okay, that was number one. Okay, second youngest. Okay, second youngest. Your boy Michael Owen in 1998. Oh, oh yeah. Goal against Argentina, and I don't remember what happened after that. And the third youngest. Even perhaps, bigger. Perhaps the greatest name on this list. Julian Green. Good Julian! Good Julian! Good Julian! Oh, he's an unbelievable company. May you follow in the 
I, I, to career trajectory of at least two out of three of those human beings. <laughs> <laughs> he doesn't want to be Michael Owen. Um, <laughs> Paul, I just want to raise my bird. I just want to say, just being with you, and you know what, I'm going to have a quick shot with him. Because <laughs> you make me tingle. Being, being with you, <laughs> I just want to say, oh, I got to say, Jägermeister tastes so much better now Germany aren't in the World Cup. Look, they're passing themselves off as a Brazilian drink now. <laughs> oh, um, just to be with you in the flesh brings us back to great moments Actually, in Rio. In more in the, yes! <laughs> it's going to be a long show. We've got a lot of cards to get through. Oh, this show is going to... All I can think of, I'm trying to think of things that are long. Uh, what, all I can think of is like, I can't even say what I'm thinking of. So it's not what you're thinking. I'm thinking of Holocaust movies. <laughs> no, oh, Seriously, that's pretty much all Rog. Right. When Rog is not thinking about books about the Holocaust, he's thinking about films about the Holocaust. I'm thinking about, I'm thinking about Claude Lanzmann documentaries. But being with you... It's true. Honestly, he's, he's such a laugh to hang out with. It's <laughs> the best. Being with you, it takes me back to more innocent days when we all still believed... If anyone's got a better analogy for something that's long, just text us, <laughs> tweet us. You remind me of days when, more innocent days, when we still believed that the US was a mighty soccer power. When we believed that mixed discarood was destined for the blonde or. <laughs> and it is a joy to be with you. A GFOP OG, Paul Carr, to you, your family, life, love, and your best friend, statistics. That was for old school GFOPs. Ladies and gentlemen, Paul Carr! Yeah, I was... I mean... I was hoping for a VAR stat, but it's okay. David's obsessed with VAR. <laughs> I love VAR. And until it, it's personified in robot form, I'm not going to be all in, but I think that's where it's, it's going. It's going to put football over the top in I America. I know, it's going to be so good. It's, like, it's this amazing sport where they've got a robot that makes all the decisions. It's so good. So it's brilliant. Okay, Rog, I don't know if you're aware, but England, Rog, England, young, young, joyous, we live for Fortnite England. Take the field tomorrow against Colombia, a team that lost to Japan and laboured against Senegal. Let's forget how good they were against Poland and remind ourselves it is Colombia, possibly without James Rodriguez. In honour of that game, let's welcome to the stage one of the greatest strikers our nation has ever produced, not named Harry Kane. From Lewisham, Rog, my neighbouring borough, South London, Veer, you're second in the table, New York Red Bulls, Let's give a big New York welcome to Mr. Bradley Wright Phillips. I father, I Brooklyn dodge of them. I jack, I rob, I sin. Oh man, I'm Jackie Robinson. Except when I run base, I dodge the pen. Lucky me, lucky Lee, they didn't get me. Now when I bring the nets, I'm the Black Branch Ricky from Brooklyn Corners. Burning branches.
spread love, Biggie. Oh. Do you know, backstage, I don't know if any of you know this, but right now, I, I just became American. <laughs> I was trying to persuade BWP to also become American. <laughs> Who would uh, I support in the World Cup then? I was like... <laughs> 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 Who am I supporting? <laughs> I still think America are going to win it. Yeah. Either America or Japan, one or the other. <laughs> By the way, I just thought 2022, a strike force that featured with Dave Sarakan coaching, BWP with Rog Bennett playing right behind him. Yeah. Dangerous, dangerous team. That'd yeah. be dangerous. Yeah. And I know you're Except listening. the ball would never get to Bradley <laughs> <laughs> Because it would have gone through Rog. <laughs> By the way, my nickname is Jewish Neymar. <laughs> But that's mainly because of the falling over. I was going to say, yeah. <laughs> it's a joy to have you back on Men in Blazers. Thank you for having me. On a day that's a national holiday, England Glory Eve. <laughs> <laughs> it is a national holiday. It is. The post offices are shut tomorrow. <laughs> You're a young man. Young. You born in 1985. Have you got any memories at all, happy memories, of watching England play in World Cup sports? <laughs> any? Well, when he was five? <laughs> yeah. If I'm being honest, they're not too happy. But yeah. I got some early ones. I remember, um, yeah, when I was really young, I had a VHS. Yeah, the young guys in there probably wouldn't know, but a VHS um, of <laughs> Italia 90. And it was, all, it was just following Paul Gascoigne's story of that World Cup, and I, I used to watch that religiously. Uh, I cried with him. <laughs> Um, yeah. But hang on a minute, you didn't actually remember it. You had to watch it on a video years yeah, later to have yeah. happiness as an England fan. And that wasn't happiness. They were, it was happy for a while, but not, not all the way through. <laughs> so uh, after a while... Uh, after Spoiler a while, alert! <laughs> after a while, I'll just turn it off before the end and pretend we won. <laughs> it's like when I watch Die Hard, I always watch the parts where the villain's doing all the winning, and then as soon as Bruce Willis starts doing good, I turn it off. Yeah. <laughs> it's the same with Germany and that World Cup. Davo, to the next question. So many great English performances at this World Cup so far. Kieran yeah. Trippier, that delivery yeah. uh, in from set pieces. Amazing. Harry Kane, Baller. John Stones, Rog, yeah. Harry Maguire. But the real star, your dad, Palace <laughs> and Arsenal legend, Ian Wright. <laughs> Yep. You um, are a man well-versed in America. Before your dad started broadcasting to the people of this great country, yeah. did you give him any advice, things he'd need to know about the American footballing audience? Um, I told him I'm pretty, you know, I'm doing all right over here. I let him know that. That's why I tell my dad. He doesn't <laughs> believe me either. He, um, you know what, it's hard to watch. When you watch your parents, it's, like, it's difficult to watch. It's cringing, but he's doing a good... <laughs> <laughs> What does he he's, do? He's what does he do that makes you cringe? He's doing a good job. He's just, I don't know, man. It's just hard to watch. What does he do? Yeah. Does he do something that, does it, is it some tick that you see at home when he's on the sofa that he um, does during the World Cup? That nah, do you crazy? know what? It's, it's more worry. I'm just like, please don't say anything stupid. Please. <laughs> please don't mispronounce that name. You know, like, it's just, it's little things. I like. He's doing well. He's doing well. How do you think Gus Hiddingson feels when he watches him? <laughs> <do you? laughs> By the way, Ian Wright, if you're listening, the advice your son should have given you was never, ever, ever try and go drink for drink with Dr. Joe Machnick. <laughs> <laughs> we, we've, <laughs> we, we've got to talk. I love you, Dr. Joe. <laughs> By the way, whenever they get Dr. Joe, the FIFA match official, I always feel like they just 
poured a like a whole bucket of cold water over his head <laughs> while he's slumped over some barfly situation, <laughs> wearing a string vest in his underpants. He's always like, whoa, whoa. <laughs> I didn't see it, but fuck yeah. Uh, uh, Var, get, get the robot on. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the Rudy. Yeah. Oh, we've got to talk about the US's failure to qualify, which is news for yeah. the entire balcony. <laughs> What is not news is that UBWP have thrived in MLS for five seasons and seven games. You see... Right. I mean, thrived, by the way, is one of the least hyperbolic things I've ever said. You've thrived and then some. We'll chat about that in a second. But you see American youth players come through. Yeah. You've seen them all come. You've seen some thrive. Right now, Tyler Adams. Any Tyler Adams fans here? <laughs> Sean Bloody Davis, fantastic, yeah. amongst the homegrown talent in New Jersey. Yeah. Serious question, how good is the standard of youth development in the US? And if you could name one thing that could improve it, what would that be? Yeah. Well, I can only speak for Red Bull and, and the standard I see every day. I think Red Bull do a good job of you know, integrating the youth with the first team. You, you get Jesse Marsh, he goes and coaches the the academy as young as the under 12s and the 11s and so on and then they get to come with us we each go and uh, talk to the young guys and it just integrates them and they know what to expect and also them seeing now uh, Tyler play Sean Davis Alex Muir it's not just a dream you know something they think they can there's they can a achieve pathway. yeah there's a pathway and it's a, it's a reality you know because the proof's in the pudding so the pathway that's what's actually happening with the US team now there's suddenly a pathway for all these young guns yeah Josh yeah. Sargent Rog yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. The, the two words there, young and guns. Unfortunately, <laughs> Roger, going to disqualify you. But talking about Red Bulls, you're nearing a remarkable personal milestone of 100 goals in the league. You're currently. <laughs> you are currently on 97, and you will be, by some distance, the fastest player in MLS history to no, break the century mark. Don't say that, don't jinx me. Yeah, you will be. <laughs> Is this, I'm not Piers Morgan, uh, is this experience something you savour or do you just want it to be over so people like me will stop asking? Yeah, yeah, it's a bit of both, kind of, you know, I don't, if I'm, this might sound like a lie, but going into games, I don't think of it. It's just after the game, if I haven't scored, I think, oh, shit, I, yeah, I like this shit. You yeah. can swear on this show. I'm like, oh, yeah, you fuck. Yeah. Um, yeah. We have, we have fuck. amazing editors. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, now, honestly, I'm like, oh, that could have been a 98 or so on, but going into games, I don't think of it. I can't lie, though, it'd be, it'd be amazing to do it. And at a club like Red Bull, it'd be amazing because it's not the plan I came over here with, you know? Yeah, I mean, you're a long way. I'm from the neighbouring borough. I'm from yeah. Greenwich. You're from Lewisham. South I know. Yeah, South, South London. London and proud. <laughs> South London and proud. I know where you came from. Could you imagine, at what point in your life could you ever have projected forward yeah. playing in this league in America yeah, and coming to do it must blow your mind. Yeah, it's kind of crazy. As when I, you know, growing up, I didn't think I'd play in the MLS, like you said, but I came here, I took a chance. Uh, I won't lie, most of it was uh, to play with Thierry. It wasn't even to play, it was to, um, to train, to get a chance yeah. to train with him. And yeah. At the end of it, to be here is kind of, yeah, it's nice, you know, for me and my family to, to know that the chance wasn't, you know, the risk that we took worked out. What is it about your game that's helped you to succeed here? What is it? What is it about? What is it that suits you about playing in America, playing for Red Bull? Yeah, um, it's hard to put my finger on one thing. I think I've I've learned from the players. You know that when I got here, I learned from the players. I tried to take in all, all the information they gave me, and it was just really grinding. I wasn't happy with 
you know, my career in, in certain bits in England, it was kind of stop start and I wanted to put that behind me and just come here and give myself the best chance. Brilliant, brilliant. Oh, can I gotta tell you, I love watching you play. I, w I love your movement, I love your confidence. You've actually inspired me to set up a non-profit, <laughs> which is, it's called BWP for England. <laughs> My guy, thank you. <laughs> it, it, it's related to FCL. Really. Yeah, the, the person who was chanting BWP for England said that that was Sam Allardyce. <laughs> but anyone who watches you, anyone knows that you have finishing skills that not many English men or women Sometimes. have been blessed with. Yeah. Sometimes. And yeah. it, always, Kelly mate. Smith. Yeah. Yeah. Kelly Smith. God love. And at, and at this World Cup, you look at England's inability to score in open play. Six mm. of England's eight goals have come from set pieces. That's a tough criticism. They've yeah. been so busy I scoring think, from yeah. set pieces. Let me be negative. Jesse Lingard's don't goal take away my nice. ne Don't okay. take away my negativity. Okay, I know. It's been biased. It's been biased. It's the only way I know I'm alive. It's <laughs> yeah. the only way that I know that I'm oh, alive. Oh, yes, he's one of yours now. But when you watch England... You're welcome. Yeah. <laughs> when I watch America... I feel an ache, phantom limb style, that I am not playing for them. Yeah. <laughs> when you were... <laughs> I do. Rightly so. I do. Mixed disc rude, I mean. But does the thought cross your mind when you watch England that I should be out there playing for England? BWP? Honestly? <laughs> Honestly? Honestly, be nah. honest, there's no nah. one listening. Yeah, it's just us three. Honestly. Just just us three. Honestly. <laughs> No, honestly, I don't. I still have the, the dream of like a child. You know, every, every kid growing up in their country wants to play for their country. But now, you know, the players that we got, it's almost impossible. Yeah. But if they called me, I'll jog to Russia. I'd run there. Even Danny Welbeck? Danny Welbeck's good. Danny Welbeck's good. Danny Welbeck. It's good. Danny Welbeck, it, it's official. We're not, uh, I was proving. He, <laughs> just, uh, he just rejected me, David. Let's talk about the Columbia game, which okay, BWP Bradley, should be playing. One more sleep. We have Columbia versus England from Spartak Stadium in Moscow. <laughs> we need to see what's going to happen with the help of a prophetic shot of Jaeger Meister. Since you're in season, you can just sniff it. You can just sniff just your sniff one. No, we, got, we got two days off, so no, I'm joking. <laughs> <laughs> Sniff your one. Um, but if you want Bradley, but let's see how it's going to go down. Who's going to be the maestro of the day, the difference maker in this game? Bradley, start us off. Let's take a sip. Let's see who's going to be the difference maker in this game. Take a sip. Tell us what you see. What you want? Okay. You want my prediction? Who's going to be the maestro? Who's going to be the maestro? Who's going to be the player who stands out in this game? It's got to be Harry Kane. Harry Kane. It's, it's got to be Harry Kane. You can just, uh, you can depend on this guy. Even his last goal, I think people think that was easy. You know, the, the one the that header. got us, Yeah, the header. Is, yeah, no, that great, was a hard goal. It's a great finish. People called it a tap-in. This guy's a legend, man. Um, yeah. When you see him, what do you see? He just, every, every finish is, is the right decision. You see a lot of strikers that will go and choose the wrong finish for, you know, a certain shot. And he's, he's just so clinical. It's crazy to see. Just natural... Gut reaction, born of practice, yeah. practice, practice. Yeah, I'm not sure, but he's just amazing to watch, you know, or a striker to watch someone like him. He's very most un-English English striker of all time. What's that? The most un-English English striker <laughs> yeah. of all time. 
Well, he yeah. is, and yet he's so English at the same he time. Is, he's he a is. World War II fighter pilot. <laughs> That's what he looks like, Rog. He does. It's when he gets knighted, probably on July 16th, it's yeah. going to be... It's, he's going to look so at home at the palace. Yeah, it's like will. crazy. He does. He looks oh. like he belongs there. It looks he like he belongs there. I mean, by the way, that knighthood will be for winning the Battle of Britain in 1942. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> the, 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 the football stuff is just Oscar on top Charlie of that. Bravo, Red. Oh. <laughs> Yeah, absolutely. Okay, he is much maligned, Rog. This is who I see. And we've been known to give him a slightly hard time here and there. But he did have a terrific Premier League season. I see him putting his stamp on this tournament in this game. I'm talking about Raz, Rog. I like him and I want him to get on the score sheet and throw in a comedy miss or two for good measure as well. <laughs> but in a complete performance, I see Raz contributing... England's two goals. I Will that so. be enough to beat Colombia? We'll see. Maybe they'll score I seven so. on Telemundo. <laughs> <laughs> but come on, England. It will, sound, on, it will sound like they scored seven on Telemundo. Yeah, even if they absolutely. Didn't. Yeah, I see Raz having a good game, Rog. Do you want me to give an American perspective on the game? A neutral perspective? <laughs> yeah. 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 Totally neutral. You have the best perspectives now you're American. <laughs> it doesn't matter to me tomorrow's game. <laughs> My straight partner's getting angry with me. Now, England have already won. 100%. They have. Because here's what I love about this World Cup. It's got an English fans obsessed with their pathway to the final. We've never had that. We've never had, yeah. We've never had that. We've it's never amazing. had a pathway yeah. to the final. That's it's enough. It's That's amazing. enough. It's got a, what, did, what do you get out of this World Cup? We've got a pathway to the final. Which, which is victory enough, to victory be honest. Itself. And I'll just raise this bud. A World Cup in which even the English can dream. Yeah, I know. <laughs> That's amazing. <laughs> to the pathway. <laughs> we had a pathway. <laughs> oh, so good, Rod. Bradley, you are an amazing man. You we are, are so you are, you are grateful that you took to the time to be with us yeah. tonight. We wish you Godspeed on that quest. We're not going to talk about it. Thank you. Thank you. Ladies and gentlemen, from your New York Red Bulls, from Lewisham, <laughs> South East London, a massive round of applause for Bradley Wright Phillips. touch he's wearing that's my family tartan those are McIntyre those are McIntyre tartan trues he's got the Bennett tartan underpants on underneath but Bradley Wright Phillips <laughs> I genuinely adore and revere that man he's like he's like the Yentl of South London coming here with nothing just winning it all. He is Scarface, but from South London, isn't he? Yeah, he is, Rog. Okay, now. <laughs> to our final guest of the night, an actor, a comedian, and your real-life brother-in-law, Roger. I'm about to experience what it's like at a Bennett family Thanksgiving. His coming-of-age, all-over-the-place animated comedy, which, Big Mouth... Which brother-in-law is it going to be? ...returns to Netflix this fall for season two. He is also the star of Operation Finale, which, fittingly, for a film about Adolf Eichmann... Oh, you love this, Rog. It comes out on your birthday, <laughs> September 14th. We welcome back to Men in Blazers the one and only, my favourite member of your family, Rog, Mr Nick Kroll! I don't want to go to 
to be here. What a great show you guys are putting on tonight, right, everybody? You clearly have not been listening. <laughs> I've got to go to the toilet in a minute, so we've got to keep this quick. Mm -hmm. <laughs> oh, I wonder why. <laughs> <laughs> Nikki. Yes. How bad is your World Cup fever on a scale of one uh -huh. to Mets World Cup series? Oh, World Cup series. Yeah. He really needs to go to the bathroom. Yeah. <laughs> That's World Cup series, 1986. Yeah. On the lash, partying with Daryl Strawberry. Where would you put yourself between those two spectrums? Oh, uh, I would put it um, uh, when that uh, the French dude headed the other guy in the chest. Yeah. I'd put it right there, like an, an, like an 11. Uh, and, uh, yeah, I'm having, I've, I've been missing a few of the games, but we, I caught the end of the, uh, the Belgium game today, which was a joy to watch. It was beautiful football. Yeah, it was. Yeah. Unless you're Japanese. Yes, unless you're Japanese. I was bummed that the Japanese weren't all wearing like raw denim. <laughs> oh, you'd have loved the 1994 World Cup. Yeah. yeah. You'd have loved that. Yeah, raw that salvage. And they would have had little sort of packs, like yeah. those little bags they wear over the yeah, front. Yeah, yeah. Very tight little blazers. Oh, That'd have been very adorable. good. That'd have been a nice look. Okay. A, by the way, that's a big tactical mistake, David. As soon as we <laughs> really saw was. that, we knew they were fucked. Mm. Okay, Nick, that World Cup fever, you're sure to be Oscar nominated performance in Uncle Drew, has <laughs> led. <laughs> Can we hear it for Uncle Drew? Uncle Drew! Yeah. yeah. Yeah, that By the way, led. don't pretend none of you have seen it. Yeah, yeah. Movie does not get 50 million at the box office unless at least 70% of you here yeah. went to see it at 9 a.m. on Saturday morning. Mm -hmm. Yeah. That has, that has led the GFOPs at EA Sports FIFA to start working on a Nick Kroll foothead. Off the field, you're a man who can do it all. Here it is. It's a Nick Kroll foothead. There it's we a, go. It's the it's most Jewish-looking foothead of all time. It's beautiful. Off, didn't we ever, no, who knows. Off the field, you're a man who can do it all. A stand-up, a writer, a producer, a big mouth, a comedic actor in the league, a serious actor in Operation Finale. You're an all-round talent like the American N'Golo Kante. Not all of the stats they read in the game, mm -hmm. Rog. And as it turns out, that versatility translates onto the football field. What do you mm -hmm. think, Rog? What do you think of this foothead? It's pretty well-rounded. Yeah. 80 for pace. Yeah. It's because of ref Jeff. That <laughs> style. 93 shot. Same number as Ronaldo. The only man with eyebrows that are as manicured as Bobby Bottle Service. <laughs> but a little weaker on the defensive side that, uh, with a 67. Mm. Ought to want to track back on defence. You've got physicality. But we want to start with passing. How is your passing game, Nicholas? What would you give yourself between 1 and 100? Uh, I, would, I would put it at like a 70. I feel like I'm ready to do, if we did a sequel to Uncle Drew, we could do, I think we could do Uncle Messi. Uh, <laughs> right? He's got some free time. 
<laughs> and we can do the whole film starting right now. Um, we'll just plan it around major World Cup events or anything international. Have you... Take me through your soccer career, yeah, Nick, uh, and okay. your soccer experience. All right, well, let's start at uh, the, the, the nexus of where soccer all began was Rye Youth Soccer. Yeah. Uh, Anyone else here from Rye Youth Soccer League? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That's Clint Dempsey. And what kind of a player were you in, in Rye Youth Soccer? I was, a, I was, a, I was a not a very skilled player, but I understood the game. Uh, <laughs> oh, they're, they're always so useful. On yeah, yeah, they player. are, they are. Yeah. Uh, he I understood the game from the business end. Yes, exactly. <laughs> from a business point of view. Yes. Uh, and then I, I, I played all the way through high school, and the skills only diminished. Uh, I was captain of the most losing team in my high school's history. Yeah. This is, by the way, if any of you have read Brett Shea's autobiography, this is eerily similar. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, so not a skilled player, uh, okay. not uh, not a good player, but a defensive-minded player. Okay. Uh, yeah. So I would say that uh, Sergio Ramos of sorts yeah. on the film. <laughs> dribbling. What would you give yourself for dribbling? Uh, out of the toilet early in the morning. Hello. <laughs> Hello. We're having fun. Oh, Hello. Uh, uh, um, I feel like we're in the 1950s Catskills. Yeah, we're, yeah. Uh, we're killing. <laughs> I need one b between one and a hundred. George St. Giegelin got handles. I'll, uh -huh. give you, I'll give you an 87. Okay. Can we add those up, please, Davo? No. <laughs> <laughs> Not Davo, that quickly. Davo just looked at me and he said, that's an 83 overall. Oh, wow. I don't know if that's right or not, but it's what we're going to go with. Which Where's is Paul Blart? Yeah, he loves. <laughs> when you guys called Paul Carr, all I heard was Paul Blart, and I thought Kevin James was going to come out. I know. <laughs> I got to say... We Paul, dream of that booking. Yeah. I, I gotta say, Paul Blart's lost weight, right? Yeah, it's great. He's been working out. 83, enough to dominate any Bennett pickup games over the Thanksgiving or July 4th weekend. Mm. And Nick, this is a special show for us. Yes. This is my first ever July 4th as an American citizen. <laughs> and in all seriousness, <laughs> I cannot tell you how giddy I am to celebrate this national holiday for the first time whilst holding the same passport as Ferris Bueller, <laughs> Tracy Chapman, <laughs> Arthur Miller, and Carly Bloody Lloyd. Yeah. Uh. Damn right you kicked the English out. More importantly, I've got the same passport the, as the winners of the 2026 World Cup. So and the 22 one, Rog. Yeah, we're defending in yep, 26. <laughs> God love. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah, Mum. <laughs> Nick, have you watched so, any... As my brother-in-law, friend and rabbi, uh -huh. can you just close the show by just giving us a toast for this July 4th? Oh, uh, happily. Uh, <laughs> Uh, well, let's raise a glass bottle. Yeah. Of Bud Beer. Yeah. Uh, I mean, this is our country's independence, July 4th, and while it was a, a celebration of our independence from England, a wonderful country producing wonderful bald men, some of whom have beautiful legs that they've shown off at the Tonight Show. Are we gonna have... 
By the way, let's celebrate a few things. One, with those shorts, LeBron James coming to the Los Angeles Lakers, which I'm glad about. But you wear a short better than LeBron does, so I will toast you in that way. I do have strangely American legs. You do have gorgeous <laughs> legs. I was born with American legs in South London. Yeah. Um, but I will also toast that uh, this beautiful country is uh, built on, on immigrants, uh, and uh, we have... We, and, and that tradition continues that we now bring an immigrant into our fold as one of our citizens and countrymen. And uh, I couldn't be prouder to have both of you in our country as our fellow citizens whenever you take the plunge, Dave. I'm, I'm becoming Mexican. Yes, that's yeah. a good call. I've watched so much Telemundo, I have to. Yeah. <laughs> but a happy July 4th to you. We're grateful to have you in our country, Raj, as a citizen. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, let's hear it for Nick Kroll. To American legs and American citizens, and Nick Kroll! <laughs> yeah. Okay, Rog, it has been a night of nights, a copa das copas, but let's get to the bar. We're going to be heading to... <laughs> this was not a nice... This was not a fun place when Germany went out of the World Cup, Rog. We're going to Spritzenhaus, <laughs> 33! <laughs> Uh, that is on uh, Nassau Avenue. That translates to Spritzenhaus 33. Uh, that, was a, that, that was a place that was founded um, by Philip Roth in the plot against America. Yeah. Uh, we're going there for a few post-show Budweiser's. But Be before we go, Rog. Before we go, we want to thank GFOP, Jay Wagner. He's been the bonkers tour of America with us, parachuting in to sell our books and our merch. We wrote a book. We did not. It's honestly, it's unreadable. Stop by, see him on the way out, support his efforts to sell our schmatter and our book, which we'll sign in the pub. Grateful for your support. I've got to pay for a bar mitzvah this year. You do. Another one. Another one. Yeah. We also, we want to thank GFOP Tony Award winner, John Johnson, who produces this proper Broadway stuff but also sullies himself of our crap. We want to thank our producer, J-Dubs, J-W-A, who is our puppet master, and our remarkable producers, Justin Rodriguez and Rachel Chodor, whose mum and dad are here. Let's hear it for Rachel Chodor, and also Brad Feldman. Um, and my assistant, Francesca Enriquez, is here tonight. She's one of the Murano. Edinburgh University's finest. Okay, we're off to Philadelphia Friday, Roger, and then bust on the following week. Oh, there we go, Intercity Hatred. I love Intercity Hatred. This bodes well for the future of American soccer. Uh, both of those shows are sold out, but we do have an exciting announcement this evening. We're hosting the Budweiser Live FIFA World Cup Final viewing experience. That is Sunday, July 15th at the Altman Building on 18th Street in the crap part of Chelsea. Featuring Charlie XCX. That's, that's a legitimate pop music star, Rog, and two FCO, not Charlie FCO. That's a very different act, Charlie XCX. And you two can bolts. see Charlie FCO at the Hustle Club on yeah. Tuesdays and Thursday nights. 
we'll be doing a short live show before the game, recapping this Copadas Cup. As attendance works a little different than the rest of the tour. It's free, but to attend, you have to, you have to, you have to, RSVP at BudweiserLiveNYC.com. That's BudweiserLiveNYC.com. The next bit is important. Important. RSVPing does not guarantee entry. You then have to be one of the first 700 people to show up in order to get in. But let us remind you, there will be free Budweiser and lots of it. The event starts at 8 a.m., so please, GFOPs, get there early. Uh, last word to you, Rog. These drugs may have side effects. You want me to give one final toast? Yeah, go ahead, Rog. I'm going to give a final toast for July the 4th. I wish wherever you are, here in Brooklyn, or listening to this pod across this great nation. May you have a meaningful July the 4th. A meaningful? <laughs> Savor your... Yeah, it's, me it's meaningful. It is meaningful. We kick the English's ass, man. Oh, he was... That <laughs> king was German and mad. May you have a meaningful July 4th. Savor your family. Savor what makes this country special. I will say, every morning I wake up with Nick Kroll's sister. <laughs> and no matter what, I do, I thank God that I live in America. So I raise this bud to never ever taking anything for granted. I say to you tonight, courage. I lost it, Rog. Here we go. Vanderpunk Rog. War pig! Who wants the sex matumbo? I like snacks! Balls win, balls win. Take that, Gloria. Balls lose. To tweet. Abrogado rock on, mate. Kung Fu fight in America. I love you, Rog. Love you, Dave. I love you, Brooklyn. Come and have a drink with us.